up, y'all? It's episode 15 of Blunt Talk. I missed a week last week because I was laid out cold uh, in my bed uh, due to, you know, monthly womenly problems. So I drank about 100 milligrams of an edible and I crashed out last week um, and I'm feeling much better this week. So we're back at it. And I got Samurai Dell here with me to kick things back off, I guess. I feel like a week was like an eternity, but really it was like nothing on honestly. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but my sense of time is skewed. So uh, a week feels like a month. Sometimes a day feels like a month. Um, yesterday was 420 and I'm a bud tender. So I worked 420 um, and it was nuts. We were busy literally my entire shift. Uh, and like uh, hourly, we serve probably on average 60 some odd customers per hour for my entire yeah. shift. And that was like nine hours. Um, and so, uh, it's been a long, long week for me and it just is feeling, I don't know, <laughs> time is weird right now. Uh, yeah. and I'm sure it's been the same for you for this past week or so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, forgot what, I forgot what day it was today. <laughs> so that's good. You know, yeah. sometimes it's nice to forget about time and, and days and weeks and that whole concept of reality i guess i don't know it's yeah. weird <laughs> anyways one of the week this week i have from noble farms uh the glare is kind of making this look weird for you um it's their cherry pie though um they got a cool little like they break down like the terpenes on the top of it so you can kind of if it wasn't so damn glare on there um anyways uh they break it down by the terpenes so you can kind of see which kind of helps you direct like what the high is going to be like cherry pie though is usually like a 50 50 hybrid for me um so it's great to meet in the middle so i'm gonna smoke this i don't know what you got to smoke on right now um but it's not the cherry pie it's this dirty bong <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a good dirty bong? You know, it just adds that unique flavor that you look for when you're smoking weed. It's like a, a well-seasoned cast iron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can't front like I have pristine pieces because all of my glass is sort of dirty <laughs> all the time because yeah. I use it all the time. So yeah, I try I and clean it, but... Yeah, I don't think know. I've been able to get this till to pristine quality again it gets kind of close but <laughs> it's tough what's your what's your cleaning method um i bought like some bong cleaner when there was no isopropyl al alcohol in 2020 so i just ran out of that yeah and then i one time I, I ordered forgot what i ordered but what they ended up sending me was like those spray hand sanitizers oh no so I've been using those and they work. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, they sent me a. I I forgot what I ordered, and then they sent me a six pack of suave hand sanitizer spray. Okay. <laughs> but it works. It works if well. It, <laughs> if it works, it works. You know, uh, I'm a I'm a hot ISO kind of person. I don't like any salt to clean my glass or anything. I feel like it taints the flavor. Um, oh really? That's yeah. I don't know. Maybe because I'm just too lazy to like rinse it out enough. Everybody's like, well, just rinse it out. And I'm like, it still tastes like salt to me. So I don't like it. Uh, so I just put ISO, I just warm up some ISO and get it a little hot and then dump it in my glass if it's too big. If it's like one of my uh, like rigs, like my dab rigs or something, I just stick that in the microwave with a little ISO in it, heat it up, shake it around and it's clean. Works I'll every time for me. So what it, what is ISO? Oh, isopropyl alcohol. Oh, okay. You just yeah, some... I just shortened it by ISO. <laughs> okay. I thought it was like, I was like, damn, what is this ISO? So... <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be my new product that I'm going to produce. Uh, and it's just going to be alcohol labeled yeah. as you Taylor's just, ISO. You, yeah, you could just brand it as some fancy bond cleaner. Yeah, there you go. There's a bit million dollar idea right there. <laughs> I think so. I'll let you uh, get in on the profit of that too. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> we'll split the cost on that and it'll be it. Uh, you can start selling it uh, at, at all your events and all your shows. It'll be part of your merch booth. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of your events, let's kick this off with the most exciting news for you. Um, and what you started, it started this year, right? It was just a couple of months ago that you started this, that, at the crocodile. Well, Madam Luz, but mm-hmm. in the basement of the crocodile. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, so we were supposed to start back in like October of last year, but then um, just having it, they were having issues opening up with right. just like the supply chain, like for them getting like the fire system in and like a, a electrical or some other stuff. But yeah, I kept getting pushed back. So that was rough. So like we would book it, have everything ready to go, be ready to announce, and then it would get pushed back another month. So that happened uh, quite a bit. But um, yeah, we finally got to do it in January. That was our launch night and it went really well. Um, and it's just good to be back doing shows. I've, I've, I've done my own shows before, um, you know, throw my own headliners and whatnot, but this is the first time that I've been a promoter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and it's cool like being able to give people the opportunity to play at the Crocodile when they never have, just because it is such a, uh, you know, important, venue in seattle um so it's really cool to have that opportunity and the space is great like the showroom upstairs is 650 cap they have a hotel um they have like a cocktail bar with like you know fancy food and shit and then yeah. uh, they have a movie theater and then the 300 cap room which we're in downstairs which is super cool because they have the sound is from the main room at the at the old crocodile which is was really really good so sound there is probably for clubs and it's underrated just because it is it's better than like a lot of venues in seattle that yeah. are doing these kind of house shows so we're definitely yeah me and because i just i started it with uh, justin hardinger right. initially um and then he's he said he's gonna be leaving seattle so i've been kind of doing a solo the past two months um just put out a call to get some help because it is tough doing it by myself while also you know being a musician and a, yeah. an engineer and you know working a full-time job at the same time but yeah it's been a lot of fun so far getting it going off the ground that's rad though uh so explain what the whole concept behind it was when you had this idea and when you were pitching it and everything um so we were i was actually approached by the crocodile to do it um which yeah i mean he i we've i used to throw shows i i've had a relationship with him for a long time and um yeah i mean it just made, it made sense and they were wanting to get some monthly monthly dance parties in there for the new spaces and um yeah just it worked out really well um but yeah we, we came up with the idea and we were going to do kind of like a, a blend of doing the initial idea was this and that you know like gonna do hip hop and house at the same time. That was the initial idea. Um, but we decided just to stick with more dance music just because um, it felt right. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the concept of it, but it's kind of turned into its own thing now. Um, so we're definitely doing more house focused, yeah. um, which is cool because I was making it, getting me to finally, to meet everybody else that's in the house scene because it has been um, pretty closed off. It's hard to get into because it's in, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's a little clicky, a little bit, um, comparative to the club scene, which, you know, was very welcoming and let me like, you know, start DJing when I was doing the more open format stuff. But yeah, yeah. it's definitely good to finally start meeting people better in this community because there's a lot of good DJs and artists out there for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And I feel like, I mean, Seattle in general, I feel like this kind of clicky, even though oh, they're yeah. I mean, really welcoming. You but yeah. Say, yeah, you could say it about any city though. Every city has, oh, hundred percent. So yeah, I totally get it. Uh, as somebody who like digs around all the different pockets and looks to all the different scenes and, and, and who's doing what, um, you know, there's certain parts that I still, I don't know, uh, you know, even where to start with certain areas and house music is one of those where I have no idea Mm. where to start looking. Um, especially because house music isn't always like, I like it, but it's not always like my first thing. Obviously I'm like hip hop to the core. So 
Um, mm. So it's been cool to kind of see a lot of these people come out of the woodwork um, and into my view and my perspective of the scene um, through yeah. people like yourself. And then, um, you know, some of the things that Zach Levine's been doing down at Supernova as well has mm. been super awesome to see. Um, I know you've gotten to DJ from the disco ball down there, yeah. uh, which is super fucking rad. Um, mm -hmm. So it's been cool to get to know these these people. Um, so it's been rad to see you start doing the this that down there. I know I went to one of them, which was always which was a fun night. It was kind of cool mm -hmm. too because they had the upstairs and the downstairs open at the yeah trial. exactly. Um, so it's it's cool you can yeah you can kind of hover between yeah go back and forth in between um and you haven't if you haven't been to the new crocodile madam lou's downstairs is it, it like he was saying it's it's better than a lot of the other venues in the city for sure the sound is great the layout is really nice i feel mm -hmm. like it's really open and you're able to breathe <laughs> a little bit down yeah. there um, as much yeah. as I love Barboza uh, for its intimate atmosphere, sometimes it feels a little claustrophobic and it's hard oh, to kind of move around a, because it's like a, a narrow a hallway. hallway. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> um, I still love it, but uh, Madame Lou's at the Annie a little bit. They have a little bit more space mm -hmm. and you're able to move around. So I feel like it's the perfect yeah. place for like a dance party kind of vibe. Yeah, and what's really cool about it too is that the whole concept of the downstairs is uh, it was. It's supposed to feel like the old crocodile. So all mm -hmm. the booths that they had in the pizza in the pizza part of it, at the old crocodile, are downstairs. Yeah. Um, and like they copied like the great thing that was at the main stage of the old crocodile too. So, yeah, it's definitely it's really cool what they've done with the space for sure. Yeah, it still has that spirit of the old crocodile, which I feel yeah. like upstairs kind of does but when i was there um for a show it did feel different it felt elevated yeah. it felt bigger than what the crocodile felt like before so mm -hmm. having madame Luz down there really does help keep that spirit kind of alive in there because the old crocodile has so much history and so much energy to it um yeah. that, them moving was that was massive that was a massive change um mm -hmm. And as a concert goer, it's a massive change too. So yeah, exactly. But it's cool. Yeah, like the, they have so much. Oh, I forgot. They also have like the comedy club, which is right next to. Oh the yeah, I have Madden not. I have not checked that out. <laughs> yeah, it's called Hereafter. Um, but I haven't yeah. really checked it out either. It's an interesting right. room in there too. But yeah, just so much stuff going on in there now. It's yeah, awesome. in one building, it's just a massive yeah. complex now for the crocodile to have fun with. Which is exactly. so rad, <laughs> so rad. Um, so yeah, so if, uh, it, like he said, he's looking for a new partner. So if y'all are looking to get into that space, holler at him um, because you can, you guys can really truly probably make something magical happen, especially going into the summer. It's about to be summertime. So let's get yeah. that party on. I'm yeah, down. and it's also, it. yeah, sky's the limit too with the brand. Like I also kind of want to explore doing something like outdoor outdoors this fun. summer somewhere mm -hmm. but yeah no it's super cool and um yeah <laughs> golden gardens party i'm gonna throw yeah, it out there no, throw it in the hat no. right now golden's garden party gold golden's garden mm -hmm. yeah golden. i can speak <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the cherry pie sinking into me now i'm getting a little a little toasty off of this part of the blunt but uh <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, all good we were gonna do that um before and then i kind of have you ever been to pono ranch i have yes yeah so i was in 2020 we were supposed to do a show there because uh -huh. they have because they have djs there but it's they're like i think dj indica, indica jones will be there sometimes and he's good but like yeah, there was one I time him. i pulled up one time i pulled up there and this guy was djing and he started he was scratching over uh all-star by smash mouth <laughs> I, guess I was just like bro like <laughs> that sounds so, fun what are you talking about <laughs> no but then i reached out to the guy and i was like yo let's do like i want to do like a house night there and we were supposed to do it and then covid happened so i gotta try and make that happen because happen again because it is a really i i doubt the sound is amazing but that little <laughs> stage area is just such a vibe 
Have you yeah. been there when they've been like doing like reggae shows? On I the haven't been like there. That? I've only walked past because I oh, okay. live across the bridge from it. So Pono Ranch is underneath the Ballard Bridge, and I live across the bridge from it. So I walk past <laughs> it like every single night after work, uh, and it's always it, it's usually pretty popping, especially on like yeah. a Friday Saturday night. I see people out there constantly. No, yeah, and in the summer too. Like mm -hmm. um, it would be. Yeah, I'm gonna make it happen this year, but. It's just that little that little stage is just such a vibe. There's a little it's all like have all the trees and shit and yeah. on that deck. Yeah, it's awesome. And it, it's like a it's a restaurant slash bar as well. So they have a bunch of food there and shit too. So it's like a a cool like hang out, eat some food, chill with your friends, mm -hmm. that kind of vibe yeah. too. So it's a it's a good spot to yeah. kind of keep I, it. Yeah, I would say it gets very broy on the weekends. <laughs> Uh, um. yeah, <laughs> it's kind of hard to avoid that in, you know, certain areas of the city. Um, yeah, like Ballard and Fremont for, for sure, the most. Yeah, but. they definitely get pretty <laughs> broy on the weekends. Uh, you know, you just gotta bob and weave through the frat and, uh, you'll get to yeah, the good exactly. shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But they, but they like to turn up, so they, they bring good energy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That is, I mean, yeah, it, that is true. That is true. But sometimes it's a little too much, too oh, aggressive that, well, on the end. Well, that's why I said. That's why I said sometimes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, there's been a couple of times where I've gone out to to like certain areas, you know, Capitol Hill, big one. And I've gone out like on a Friday night, and I'm like, ooh, I'm not gonna enjoy going out tonight. But then, surprisingly, sometimes uh, the vibes are all right, and people aren't yeah. as pushy as you would think. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I lived over there. I just moved from there. I'm, yeah, I'm up on like uh, on Aurora now a little bit, but um, oh, yeah, well, that's not I much moved. better. <laughs> <laughs> no, my yeah. Yeah, it's not much better, but we got it. I got a townhouse now, which is nice. So, but I don't have to deal with parking anymore, yeah. which was that was the absolute worst. A mess. But no, yeah, I mean, I lived over there for a year and a half, and I, I didn't really go. I didn't really go to Cap Hill ever. Yeah. Um. So it was cool to be able to, you know, check that area out. I'm definitely gonna miss it, but yeah, lots of good, lots of good venues over there too. <laughs> Do you think moving out of that area has uh? helped you at all like be more creative getting into a different space or anything like that has it helped you be a little bit more creative or uh do you um, think that, that area had a little bit more creative juice I don't know. that's a good question um definitely each space every place i live in the different kinds of music and where i'm also at in life also has part of that too um part yeah. of that but um yeah, no, I don't think so. I, I just got here, so I haven't really been creating too much here yet. Um, right. I Yeah, I was in a weird funk, like, last year. Just during 2020, I lost I lost my job, which was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just getting paid to make music and smoke weed right. and do mushrooms and <laughs> for four life. months. Yeah. No, but I, I cranked out a bunch of music during that time, and then... Um, had to get used to working a job again uh after that so that kind of took the wind out of my sails because i was like yeah. all of a sudden i just feel like how i was so productive i'd wake up uh go on a run because there's no gyms so i had to go on a run um and then come back work on music till like 5 6 p.m and then uh fucking play wow world of warcraft two in the morning that was a whole other thing too. Like I did, I I played World of Warcraft when I was in middle school, but I don't. Yeah. Really, I just don't, don't really. I'm not a gamer really anymore, just because I don't feel like I have time for it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, when you don't have a job, you can. And music is is the job. You just make music all day, and then yeah, I would just play with my my brothers and just. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny. That's not, I mean, a part of me was like hella jealous of people who got laid off from their jobs and shit because I was like, damn, this is the one time in the world that it's fucking okay, okay. if you got laid off, yeah. basically, because it's part of this fucking, the entire world is part of this global pandemic. Yeah. And it's like, I would, that would have been sick just to be like, oh. I, I, what can I do? I got laid off. The world shut yeah. down. Nothing I can do. I guess I'll just sit at home for a bit and figure myself out. I yeah. guess. Like I thought, 
I thought I was about to have to move back to Spokane, and I was like, my worst fear. I was like, I'm not trying to. I was, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna have to go back. And then that first unemployment check hit, and I was like, oh, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be just <laughs> fine. Like I'm just gonna stack this up real fast. No, it'd be like, it'd be like 100. I was, I was making like a rack a week. Oh my god. <laughs> And Holy obviously you're not, you're not you're not going out. I mean, it was that six hundred dollars that like yeah yeah and yeah because I, mean, I and, and spent it, like six months on unemployment before because I got laid off from my job, but it was not during a global pandemic, so my yeah. unemployment checks were shit. <laughs> I was yeah. living off of like scraps basically. Trying well, I mean, to no, by. that's why. Yeah, because I like it was. I found out it was like half of your salary, so I was like, I was only gonna be making like. A little under or a little under six hundred dollars a week if I didn't have it. Right. Or I think or maybe I think it might even been four hundred, four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, a it's week. pretty like fucking you, low. You can't live on that in no. Seattle. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Yeah. No, that work. was I was applying for jobs throughout that whole time, but nothing worked out. No. <laughs> that was like the most the worst time to be looking for a job because everybody was looking for work or most. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, unless you wanted to go work in the grocery store. Yeah, which I'm good. I was like, I'm making a thousand dollars a week, and I get to make music all day. So this sounds just fine. Oh, yes, thanks. I will. I'll, I'll enjoy this off, time. I'll reach off the government and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I was a little jealous of of people who got into that. Not gonna lie, but I'm yeah. also. I'm very happy uh, that I was labeled an essential worker and I got to keep my job. Um, yeah. Mostly because you know how fucking terrible it would have been if dispensaries would have shut down. <laughs> I remember that was like, like one of my when my yeah it first happened. I was like one of the first things I thought about, and then I saw I was going to be marked as essential. <laughs> I was like, like such a Washington yes. thing, and, and I and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine going through uh, the pandemic without weed. Like I would have, yeah. I would have had to start growing or something. Like I would have taken all the clothes out of my closet and converted it into a grow off. And <laughs> <laughs> been like, I guess this is what I'm going to have to live off of. Guess I'm going to have to learn to press my yeah. own bras in now because like, this is some bullshit. Bud tenders are what kept everything together. At the end yes. Of the day. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to say, you know, you're welcome and take my bow, but like, yeah, I mean, I've been, <laughs> you know selling weed for the past couple of years throughout all of this yeah. i feel like i saw a lot of people come through who were like you know got laid off who are down on their luck who didn't have a lot of money to spend and shit and like they're coming and getting weed was like the happiest part of their day and they're like if it wasn't for you guys like i don't know what i would be doing right now <laughs> like yeah exactly so shout out weed man weed made the pandemic bearable <laughs> and i don't know i don't know how the world's gonna ease back into like a a functional society it it's kind of been like a crapshoot as of lately i guess because like supply chain still having issues with getting things places and like there's still not a lot of people that are like fully back in work and stuff so i don't yeah. know it's gonna be weird I've been going out a lot lately, though, and the nightlife is cracking. So <laughs> there's yeah. a hell of shit going on, uh, and so I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. The balance seems a little skewed right now, but yeah. uh, <laughs> this summer should be fun. It should be a fun summer, and maybe we'll wait until fall to like get serious again with reality. <laughs> yeah, that's hope. <laughs> I'm well, good so, with that. <laughs> who knows who knows anyways uh let's talk about uh, let's talk oh shit um let's talk about dropping things on my floor because <laughs> that's what i just did uh let's talk about your music um i was listening i was going through some of your discography leading up to this um uh, because one of the things that i've mentioned it before when i've written about a couple of your projects um is that you just explore such a like diverse soundscape going through many different genres working with a lot of different artists who sound really different as well um uh, so this is like one of the stereotypical things to ask people <laughs> but like influences and stuff like that uh but like more deeper than that like when you're listening to music or like looking for inspiration for sounds and stuff like that like 
what's your process in like picking and choosing sounds that you make or like all of that kind of things like i know that's a, like a really vague question or whatever but like <laughs> that's a little loaded yeah. but i just want to dive more into like your your production brain and like what's going through your head when you're making music and mm. and how you get all of these different diverse sounds to kind of blend into a a cohesive overarching samurai dell sound yeah. to it, essentially <laughs> yeah um yeah i go with influences too i mean i've just i listen to so much i mean people everybody says that or a lot of people say that they listen yeah. to a lot of music but i do um so it definitely influences me and i'm not someone who likes to just make you know i, I think it's cool to have a sound because you know you make you got your lane and you stick you stay in it you maybe veer off a little bit but it's mostly the same thing Right. Um, and that's you, very, you know, people find success in that majority of the time. Like that's the smart way to do it. Um, but I just don't like making the same thing over and over again. Um, and somebody I look up to in that sense would definitely be Kanye. Um, just because every project he's put out has been something very, I mean, it has the same, you know, central sound, but it's something right. very, very left field and just goes over here and then over there. Um, so I definitely respect that a lot. And that's something that I try to do as well. Um, and again, just, I don't like making the same thing over and over again. Um, so yeah. whatever, you know, moments that I, it, I, I don't really like say I'm going to make this sound next, or I'm going to make this sound. I mean, it, it kind of happens that way, but just, I start making music in a certain style or in a certain, like exploring a new or a new sound and, um, it just kind of falls into that. And then also I am, when I'm working with artists too, I like, want to cater to them while also, you know, wanting to do what I want to pursue as well. Um, just got to kind of find the happy medium with those two things. And um, yeah, and just try to make something cool with them. And while trying, you know, I'll, I definitely like work with people and pull them from like, like they'd like say they make like R&B and I'll make like a dance track with them and something that they don't usually do. Uh, but it's cool to work with people in, in that way. Um, yeah, that's that's why I go I go all over the place just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I 100% like I can resonate with that, uh, which is why I listen to so many different types of music is because sometimes mm -hmm. my eardrums get like just bored of hearing the same thing over and over and over again or the same iteration yeah. of the same thing, basically. So <laughs> Uh, exactly. you know, I can listen to like Elton John and then listen to, you know, I don't know, like West Side Gun or Larry June or something and then yeah. listen to like <laughs> classical music or just like some ambiance mm -hmm. type shit, you know, something mm -hmm. instrumental or I was listening to Sobsy's beats all day because they're like work, my favorite like work type beats and stuff. So I don't I'll know, you know, I'll be listening to some Sobsy beats. I forgot he had like beat tapes. Yeah, uh, I have a whole playlist put together. I can send you a link to it on Spotify. Um, That'd be great. <laughs> if you listen on Spotify, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's one of my favorites for work, so mm. it's good background music, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely what I've been trying to do. And then, I mean, right now I'm working with Bummer on that, like that Choke song I put out was definitely very yeah. going out of my wheelhouse. And I didn't even try to do that. I remember I wrote the, I made the initial instrumental or started writing it. And then I was like, I don't know. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? <laughs> so I sat on it for like November and then me and Bummer or Bummer and I started talking about working together and I sent him a beat pack and he wanted to do something with that. So then, yeah. And then he sent me the demo back and I was just like, yeah, let's just run with this. So right now we're working on something, a project in that lane is very, guitar driven um and but with like kind of hip-hop elements in it still and pop elements and yeah. um yeah it sounded really cool so far it's definitely like way over here for what i'm doing yeah it um, has a little bit of a rock edge to it and... well it does and like even in like even a lot of like this it's definitely more you know kind of like mid 2000 emo Yes, <laughs> but like I did, I really didn't listen. Like I, I listen. I love my chemical romance and stuff, but I never really got into like the, uh, like dance, Gavin dance, and that kind of stuff. Where yeah, um, yeah, just I was listening to a lot of hip hop during that time. Yeah, that's when I just discovered like N.W.A. and Wu Tang Clan and Nas and all those people. But 
So I missed that. But yeah. I did love my couple court. <laughs> That's <laughs> so the I one that kinda, made it through. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was others too. Um, yeah. But yeah. But like you I weren't a warp like tour kid or anything? No, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, like I'm drawn to it. Cause yeah. I, do, I have like my chemical romance kind of, that's like one of my favorite bands of all yeah. time. That's um, so funny. Yeah. But then like I have the house side of me, which I'm really into. I love house music. And I love like the community um, yeah. and making it too. And I've always had that in me. It's not like I just started doing it. Um, it was more of the Catronata house, which, you know, uh -huh. yeah, it's more like between like 110, 110 BPM and 120. Like it's more slowed down and funky. Um, yeah, but then like yeah, that just translated right into the actual house music. So <laughs> I like house music a lot. Uh, it's always been one that resonated with me. I feel like it it just has so much more depth to it than a lot of like the newer EDM type shit does. That stuff. Yeah, I mean there, it's also well. yeah, it's also can be very service level too. <laughs> just yes. like just yeah. like anything else. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, but you know, just it's primal. I mean, it, it's just four, four to the floor makes you want to dance. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and who doesn't love a good dance party? So come on now, you know it yeah. all works out. <laughs> uh, how did you link up with Bummer? Um, so I've I've heard of him and I knew of him, um, probably like for a couple of years before that, uh, before we made Choke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know he made a song with Lorelai. Uh -huh. And it was just like he I just really liked how he made, had really catchy, you know, hooks and melodies. And that, that was just a good song. So then I hit him up. I was like, hey, like, you know, it'd be cool to try and make something together. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you're actually on my I was like, I wanted to I was like, one of the things I wanted to check out this year is make a song with me. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, well, let's do it. And then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're working yeah, we're working on an EP right now. That's like I was saying that's in that kind of that lane. So uh, cool. Yeah, it should be really cool. I'm excited yeah. about it. That's rad, because the last thing that you did uh was from Seattle with love. And that was mm -hmm. like <laughs> definitely not you know what you're working on right now. It yeah. Was, it was <laughs> very much so different, especially mm -hmm. working with Laura Lee on that. Um how did you guys link up uh, before? Because I know you were working with her um, on the, uh, what was it, Forgive Me? That was on Tilda. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how did y'all link up? Um, I think I was on, I was watching Jake Crocker's Instagram story. He was at a show and she popped up and I, she on her, on his story, just like singing live. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, she actually sounds pretty good. So I hit her up. Um, and then she came through and we tried making something and just did not, nothing stuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then we didn't talk for like another like couple or two or three months probably. And then I just had this beat that I was sitting on um, and I was trying to finish my album at the time. And I was like, I sent it to her. I was like, hey, do you think you could do something with this? And then she sent back a demo and I was like, okay, yeah, this is really dope. And then it was like her first time recording in a studio. Um, <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, other, yeah, because we went to Ruby Room. Her wow. uh, her boyfriend Moses uh, records her and mix her and mixed a lot of her stuff too. Um, but yeah, they were just record like in this blanketed PVC pipe thing, <laughs> um, but it worked. But yeah, no, she came through. Then we made that, um, and that did really well, and people really, really liked it. Uh, and I thought we had like a good chemistry you know music wise and yeah. yeah just like hey let's do an ep and then yeah we did and it's doing pretty well yeah um, yeah i enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely one of my favorites of that year so uh, yeah no i think really proud of what we did yeah so def he's a she's a really great she's a good songwriter just all yeah time, so yeah, yeah. It, it that's kind of the point where i'm at now i just want to work with really talented people you know if they can you know bring that what it needs because I feel like I can I can do the foundation and build around it and you know uh, develop it um but yeah, yeah I just need someone need people to be on that same level because like that's as you like sky's the limit you can just yeah once you have that going then you know you right. can make some really good shit 
So yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm definitely one of those people that likes to feed off of other people. I feel like I do better things when I'm like working with people, which is why I like to interview people because like I can write articles about music all day long. But when I sit and have conversations with people, I feel like I have my best like thoughts and ideas or anything mm. like that. So I'm definitely like, if I were to be a musician, I would definitely be like a collaborator a hundred percent because like, yeah. that, just, like that, that <laughs> trade off of energy and whatnot. Uh, I just think it, it, makes for more I don't know better better things but like not necessarily better because a lot of people make like really good things independently but mm. um I don't know it just gives more perspective to yeah. it yeah yeah and I mean like yeah I have a hard time <laughs> I have a hard time working with, I've never really worked with other producers too much mm -hmm. um Cause I, yeah, I feel like I need to, I want too much control over things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I primarily work with, you know, with, with vocalists and then I'll, I'll work with like people who play, you know, instruments like mm -hmm. bass and, and whatnot, but yeah, definitely it's fun. I'll have That's a lot more fun. That's actually a really interesting thought. I never even really thought about that. I mean, I guess I have a couple of times, but like I've heard, like, you know, I've heard plenty of producers collab together, but I never thought about, <laughs> thought about it from that aspect of being like, no, I want to control. Yeah, no, kind of thing. That's, that's the tough part. It's like, you have to be willing to let go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that you can say that with just, you know, collaborating in general, but with producing, it's a lot hard. It's a lot harder for me to give up at least just because I'm just so used to doing everything by myself. Yeah. Um, and I want things to sound like a certain way, but yeah, I'm definitely trying to be way more open to it um, as, as I, yeah, because you can make people, producers working together is a yeah. thing a lot of the time. Yeah. Now, are you, would you rather engineer or would you rather work with a different engineer in the studio? Um, I mean, I, I, I worked with Elon and Nima for like four or five years. I would, Cause I didn't know how to mix vocals well and right. mixing other like my synths, just beats and whatnot. Um, didn't do it very well. So I would rather pay someone to make it sound perfect than put out a bunch of mediocre mixed stuff. Totally. Uh, but then, yeah, I mean, I just, when I was there, I, cause I was, I was kind of getting like a two for one for four or five years. I would watch what they were doing like right. attentively and, um, yeah, I mean, I just finally just took the leap after my last album, Till Death. Um, that was the last one they mixed. And then I finally started, it took me like two or three years to really kind of hone in on it. And I yeah. mean, I'm still learning shit every day with it. Um, but yeah, I feel like I can hold my own now. And that the, for the, the EP I did with Lorelei was finally where I was like, okay, I mixed, because me and Moses mixed that whole thing. Um, wow. So he, what he would do is he would send over like, cause she, they liked their, her vocals to be a certain, a sound. So they would compress them and, you know, just kind of do a general EQ. And then I was the one who did the final mixing and like added like all the delays and, and whatnot. Um, so that was definitely a huge learning experience with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely finally have a good workflow and I don't have to pay, pay people anymore. <laughs> stuff. And it's okay. nice having control of everything. Cause I'd be in there like, okay, you just like, turn it this this much oh maybe just a little bit more and it's just like i can just do that and not to right have someone else do it for me so definitely a good oh, thing shit, it sounded good <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah it sounded real good so you're you're well on your way to i don't know whatever you want to do with that <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean that's kind of you can make it a day job because that was kind of what i was trying to do was make it a day job so i could you know mix people during the day uh, but yeah, it takes time, and I need to have space mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. So you know, I'm in an apartment or you know, house. Yeah. So maybe one day, but yeah, I'm trying to trying to focus on getting like a pub deal, just and because that's a good way just to have that be your day job too. Just write music. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> exactly. Why not? It sounds so easy when you say it like that. <laughs> just, yeah. You know, I'm just going to go out and get a publishing deal because, you know, just spending your day making music. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to go. Just snap your out. fingers and make it happen, you know? Man, you got to manifest it. 
That's right. I'm I'm big into manifesting things and, mm. and speaking it into existence. So I'm a I'm a big supporter of that. So go mm. ahead, speak your future <laughs> into existence. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, speaking of the future, I know you said that you got that project with uh, Bummer working on. Um, anything else that you're working on for the future at all? Um, mostly that monthly and that project. Yeah, mostly that project. I'm working on some singles and, you know, just making as much music as I can. But yeah, you can come check out the, the show at Madame Lou's The Crocodile uh, every third Friday want to come listen to some house music and have some we bring out really cool djs uh, from all over the city and, and beyond some of the best selectors out here so definitely definitely a lot of folks have to pull up word word yeah <laughs> uh, uh do you have any uh, other shows or are you any festivals or anything coming up uh, not at, not at the moment no not at the moment okay cool yeah. Kinda, as sure. you go <laughs> <laughs> you know who knows you might get that uh last minute like oh sue could you like hop on this bill real fast <laughs> yeah no that happened to me a lot for us uh what was it day in day out yeah or yeah no, literally the day the morning of somebody bailed and then i was not in town so i wasn't able to do it that's that a shame. Pain. That was, was such a good day. <laughs> well, it was a good couple of days. Yeah. It was kind of a cool. I'm interested to see how it is this year for it. Um, but it was, I mean, it was pretty cool. It was pretty chill was what mm -hmm. I really liked about it. Because usually bumper shoot down there is like, I don't know, wild. <laughs> yeah. People are like middle school crazy. Band. You know, um, but I went to day in day out last September and it was um, it was pretty chill, pretty cool. There was still there was like quite a bit of room to like move around because they reduced mm. like the capacity of it, which I don't know yeah. if they're going to do this year or not. Probably not because with everything opening back up. But um, mm. but it was pretty, pretty cool. They had um, quite a few, uh, quite a few people who actually dropped out um, yeah. last minute. Yeah, that was that was bad. I felt really bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, that was, like, the nature, I mean, it's still kind of the nature of the landscape right now with people getting COVID, and, I mean, mm. you can't do anything right now if you have COVID. Like, you can lie and say that you don't have it, and I guess still go about the world, but what kind of dickhead would do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's a douche move, so uh, we're, I feel like, though, I feel like it's healthier now, you know, because back then, back before in pre-covid era in pc pre-covid um you know people would go out and perform sick or or do things while they're mm -hmm. sick and you you can really like especially as a vocalist you can really destroy your your vocals that way performing sick just trying to keep going so i'm yeah, i'm exactly. happy we're at the point to where like if you're sick and or like you have covid like nah you gotta stay home you gotta take care of yourself <laughs> i'm glad society is at that point because like yeah. it was spiraling into chaos of like i'm gonna make myself sick so that i could be like famous for 15 minutes or whatever because of this outrageous illness or this you know er trip that mm. goes viral or something like that like <laughs> That's gross. Like that's disgusting yeah. to think of like society like wants to make themselves either like dumber or sicker or whatever just to get, you know, attention. That's it's such a weird like Yeah. Uh, it's such a weird thing, but it's like that's really how it felt beforehand. So mm -hmm. I'm all about yeah. people taking care of themselves and like being able to stay home and like not get mm -hmm. I don't know, harassed for it. Like even even on like the like casual corporate nine to five jobs, you know, I remember when I worked at Barnes and Noble, I would like call in and I'd be like, cause I had like, uh, back then I was still eating gluten and turns out <laughs> I'm allergic to it. Can't eat it. Um, so I was sick like all the time. And I remember my, my manager at Barnes and Noble, like really trying to get me like making me feel guilty about feeling sick and like i'm like i don't know what you want me to do like i'm sick i can't come in and they're like yeah well is there any way you could just do like you know a half shift or like well i'm like no like what like why are you like trying to guilt trip me right now like that's some bullshit like 
Yeah. I'm glad tides are <laughs> tides are changing on that. Yeah, it is crazy to think about how that how much that's changed. So yeah, <laughs> it's good though. I think it's yeah. positive. I think all the positive positivity in music uh, as well. I don't know. Some people may think it's corny, but I like positive messages in music. Yeah, <laughs> I don't always want thing. to hear about people dying or you know, <laughs> gang violence you have, or whatever. You have, have, you have to have balance. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a there's a fine balance to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, now I'm just spiraling into a lot of thoughts about the past year. <laughs> Let's let's avoid that. Let's avoid that. Uh, who are? Let's talk about some of the other people in the scene, whether you've worked with them or not. Um, who are some of the people that inspire you around here, or um, that you really just enjoy, like their sound? Um, yeah, you know, like Travis Thompson, Paris Alexa, uh, Dave Cheney, um. You know, obviously Ooh, yeah. Saul. Saul Actually, and I mean just... <laughs> since you mentioned Dave Cheney, let's throw it back and talk about Mr. Samurai. Because that <laughs> project, I still bump that project all the time. And that was you yeah. and him and Dave Cheney before he was Dave Cheney when he was yeah, Mr. DC. Mr. DC, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure 25th. I know how that came together. But how did y'all link up and do that? Um, I mean, we're both from the Tri-Cities. What, what? So, yeah, we went to middle school together. Um, and then when I was in high school and I used to rap, I used to sing, send them songs to <laughs> feature on on my mixtapes when I was in high school. Um, yeah, and then he moved up to Seattle and he hit us, hit me up. And, you know, started, I was when I was kicking it with a lot with, uh, like, Campana. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, that's how, that's how we met. And then we just ended up, he did a song on my first album it was more of a mixtape but um, <laughs> when i was yeah in 25th or 14 or 15. Oh, wow. <clears throat> but yeah he did a song on there called roses and he was singing and he usually didn't then he used to sing as a rapper <clears throat> so that was like kind of his into his intro into singing and then yeah we put out that ep mm -hmm. together and that was like the first time i really got into the more electronic sound yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Uh, what was uh, blah, 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 blah. <coughs> I'm trying to think of what the title of the song was, but I can't what because I'm high. Devil's, Devil's Road. That's the one that everyone likes. <laughs> well, that that is a, a very good one as well. Um, but no, Watermelon Candy is the one that I'm thinking yeah. of, and I should have known that that was the name of the song because he says it like a million times <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah i love that one uh that's one of my favorites i actually i play that um at work all the time it's one of, on one of my playlists that i play all the time at work so that's awesome yeah it's a throwback for sure yeah sure is but it's a good throwback oh there's so many good so many good songs in the past fucking decade plus uh that has come out of this region. It's it's kind mm. of overwhelming when I like think back and like have moments like that where I think about a project that came out, you know, forever yeah. ago. Um, and just how dense the amount of music, like good music that has come out has been. Yeah. So, and I think both of you as artists have grown tremendously and put out great bodies of work since then. Mm -hmm. So Shout out y'all coming out of the try because there's a lot of you guys <laughs> out here that are, have done some great work from out there. Mm. And not a lot of people uh, would uh, connect a good music scene with Tri-Cities. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, well, we all come over to Seattle for reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having been out to Tri-Cities a few times. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah shout out small towns though and rural areas like that for 
being breeding grounds for creative people and mm -hmm. um, being the inspiration to get the fuck out of there and <laughs> and exactly. go explore the world and and share that talent um <laughs> because i don't think if small towns like if small towns were fun like i think this is why internet on the phone is is a good and a bad thing because it's like yeah beforehand before the internet was in your pocket and you could like tap into wherever you know like the small town was like damn this is boring as fuck there's nothing to do here and so you would try mm -hmm. and figure out what you're gonna do and usually that's like music or you know uh any form of art or anything like that and and now there's just i feel like it's just too easy to get influenced by outside that you feel okay yeah. just sitting in these small towns which is fine but like i don't think the pressure there's that much pressure anymore applied so i don't think that same sort of like brilliance and genius is coming out of some of the things yeah. that people are making yeah well also small towns are breeding grounds for getting into drugs and <laughs> <laughs> Very true, because <laughs> the entire time that I was out in Monroe finishing out, like, you know, fucking school, like middle and high school and shit, like, of course, what did I do? I started smoking weed and I started going out to parties when I was like, I was like a freshman in high school and I was going out to all yeah. the senior parties and getting drunk all the time and like being completely irresponsible the yeah. entire <laughs> time I was there. <laughs> That's then I moved goes. out and I got my shit together <laughs> and now I'm like... <laughs> A professional and have a career. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Not a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a happy, positive note to end this week's episode on is um, getting out of a small town and not ending up being a fuck up because it's yeah. really easy to do. And I can't, I mean, I, I, I can't even count how many people I've known who have either overdosed ended up in jail or yeah. like tremendously fucked their life up because they didn't have any hopes or dreams that were bigger than the small town that they were in exactly. so, so exactly. shout out you for getting out of there and you know doing good things with your life and not yeah. ruining <laughs> it uh to small town uh shenanigans yeah <laughs> So cool. let's just end this off um, with you just shouting out where people can find your music, follow you, where you want to send them to, wherever. Yeah. Or if you don't want them to follow you, you know, they can fuck <laughs> no off. No should follow me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's down there uh, at Samurai Dell. That's everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, really everywhere. Um, Samurai Dell on Spotify, Apple Music, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> all those places just yeah. follow him subscribe all of that shit cool. well yeah. thanks for having me on yeah thanks for joining even uh you know whatever feeling however you've been feeling <laughs> yeah. i'm glad we were able to connect virtually here me and too. uh hopefully one day we'll be able to do it in person 100 <laughs> percent. all right, 100%. All right man well i will talk to you later thanks for joining for episode 15 of blunt talk Tune in uh, right. next week for another great episode. Later. Good. Peace.